Hello and welcome everyone to a fantasy baseball podcast presented by Sports Ethos. It's called It's Gone and my name is Britton Allen. I'm the host and I want to say thank you very much to Joe Arico and Sports Ethos for allowing me to have a platform to talk about two of my favorite things, which is fantasy baseball and uh, NFBC drafting, which I'm in two drafts right now. Uh, one is an NFBC 50, that's in the fourth round, and another one is a draft champions league, the 15-team draft and hold leagues. And I'm going to be talking a lot about that type of format this offseason because it is full-blown draft season, and uh, NFBC is uh, the place that uh, I like to do all the off-season drafting. And uh, so mainly that's what I was going to talk about this this offseason. Focus on NFB-style draft, late flyers, sleepers, and, you know, just generally under-the-radar players because that's that's what I love to do is to find some, some of those players that aren't well-known but can have a huge impact uh, on your fantasy roster that you can you can get late and so the NFBC uh, DC that I'm in has got some really good players in it. Um, uh, Kevin Hastings from the On the Wire podcast is in it. Joe Arico's in it. Uh, Sarah Sanchez, uh, Frank Stamfel, uh from CBS, and also uh, Stephen is it. Weimer or Weimer, I'm, I hope I apologize if I don't get the name right, but he is a very, very well-known NFBC player and very good too. So I'm going to be talking about some of the players that are drafted in that league, maybe a little bit of strategy uh, about too, because I just I love drafting in the NFBC, NFBC style with all you know 750 players get drafted, so it's fun to take a look and see see what these really good players, uh, these fantasy baseball players, or who they're targeting and looking at. But for today, I'm going to go over uh, four players that you can get at least past round 30. And this guy you can get in round 40. Uh, his name is Ryan Noda. He's a first baseman with the Oakland Athletics. He was a Rule 5 pick back in December by Oakland. They uh, they snatched him out of the uh, the Dodgers' uh, a minor league system. And the thing is, with the Rule 5 draft, now I, I know a little bit about the rules. I don't know it in depth, but I do know that if you pick a player in Rule 5, you have to keep him on your active roster for the entire year. Uh, so that would be this coming season. Ryan Noda has to be on the active roster. So now he's got three options. So next year they could, you know, put him in the minors to and use one of his options, but they can't do that this year. They have to play, have to keep him on the active roster. And Rule Five Two, Oakland had to pay the Dodgers like fifty grand or something. It's some type of lump sum payment that if they if they screw around with Ryan Nota, they not only have to give the player back, but they get the Dodgers get to keep the money. But long story short not to go too in depth on rule five, but he's going to be on the active roster. So that's, that's very important because uh, if he's going to be on the active roster, he is going to play and he's a good player. Uh, he killed it uh, in the Dodgers AAA system with a slash line at 259, 395, 474. He hit 25 home runs and stole 20 bases. 
And uh, so that was in AAA. In AA, he had 29 home runs the year before that. And, you know, just based on what he did in the minor leagues, he, he literally might be one of the most talented hitters on the Oakland A's. If you look at their roster resource page and look at their lineup, Wow. I mean, he can also play outfield. He's listed as a first baseman, but he can also play the outfield. Um, so he, he's got many spots when the injuries pop up. I would be willing to bet he is one of the first players to get on track for full-time playing time. And they did just sign um, Jesus Aguilar to play first base, but you know, I, I'm, I don't think anyone's really all that worried about uh, Jesus Aguilar. Plus, he's a righty. Noda's a lefty. Ryan Note is, uh, is, you know, hits left. So I don't know if they're going to platoon or what the plan is. I'm sure they will just see how it works out in spring training. But uh, but we do know one thing. Note is 26. He's got power. He's got speed. And he's going to play. And he can also desig- he can hit as a designated hitter, too, because um, right now they have a Ledmus Diaz set as their designated hitter, but he's a righty. So that's the – under the radar player that's talented and you can draft him, you know, round 40 or even later. Cause he's really under the radar. That's Ryan Noda for the Oakland athletics. The other guy I want to talk about is a pitcher. His name is Davis Martin. Uh, he's in the triple a, uh, white Sox organization. And as we all know, the, um, the uh, Clevenger, Mike Clevenger news hit, and I don't want to get into it because it's really, 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 the allegations are disturbing. But um, so he's been investigated for domestic assault and child abuse. So I would think like Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, they're going to put him on the commissioner's list, which is basically suspended with pay while the MLB investigates the allegations. But these allegations are pretty serious. So I don't think Clevenger is going to play this year. Um, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, but uh, this is just one of those situations where I I don't see him being on the mound until, you know, until something, uh, everything's been fully investigated to say the least. So Clevenger is probably not going to play. And then Michael Kopech is the other penciled in starter for the White Sox. And he, according to, um, his pitching coach, who's a man named Ethan Katz, and I went and looked at all the reports I could find about anything about Kopech's rehab, off-season rehab schedule, and uh, his pitching coach on January the 13th said that he was, quote, behind schedule, and that is more, quote, more gradual than expected. And he also said that he hopes that Kopech can be stretched out to five innings by the time they break spring season, uh, spring training. So uh, Kopech's issues started at the very end of the season. Um, He tore his meniscus in his knee. He also had a shoulder inflammation injury too, that they were also treating. So he had surgery on his knee. He was having shoulder issues. So obviously they put him on the IL at the end of the season. He got surgery in the off season and apparently it's not going not going well. Now that doesn't mean that he can't be ready by spring training, but what it does mean is there's a fairly decent chance that, you know, he's not going to be a hundred percent. And if you're not a hundred percent and they, 
then your chances for a re-injury, I think, are even higher than they already are, which every baseball player can get hurt at any time. Because, uh, you know, it's uh, it's so hard on the, uh, you know, especially for pitchers, hard on your shoulders and your knees and, and everything else. But long story short, I mean, these these comments from Kopech's pitching coach are just a big red flag. So uh, that's why I was looking at, you know, who who in the White Sox organization would be the first call up. And it's this this starting pitcher, Davis Martin. He was the pitcher that they called up to spot start for Kopech at the end of the season. So he pitched well in his starts. He had nine, and I looked at all the game logs, and he had some really good games. It's really encouraging uh, for the for the White Sox uh, for to have this, you know, this pitcher in their minor leagues who can come up and, and perform well. So on August the 30th, he went 5.2 uh, innings pitched, and it was in San Diego, and he had eight Ks, no walks. Well, that's awesome. So after that start, his ERA was 1.59 and a 1.06 whip. Unfortunately, just as this is how things work in baseball, good days, bad days, but he got blown up the next week at Minnesota. So at the end of the season, if you just look at his ERA, it looks, it, it's, it's not great. It doesn't really, you know, you know, stick out. It's a, you know, a four, eight ERA or whatever it was, but it's really all because of one bad start. And during the start, he, uh, he had some bicep soreness, so he didn't even finish it. Um, but his ERA got blown up as a result. But if you look at each individual start, he had way many hit and it was only nine granted, but he pitched much better in the vast majority than that one game. And I don't think, you know, his coaches are going to ding him to have one bad game, especially a guy that's making a, a spot start um, after being in the minors all year. And if you combine his minors and his majors innings, he had he was at 140, which is, uh, you know, a pretty good, pretty good workload. So uh, in the offseason, um, the bicep from everything I've read is not going to be an issue. In fact, uh, that that same pitching coach, Ethan Katz, at the end of the year, I was reading one of his quotes, and he said, quote, Davis Martin has done everything he can do to be a starting pitcher on the rotation, and he has outstanding weapons. So I think that's encouraging when your pitching coach, you know, compliments him even after after that one blow up and says that he has a shot at the starting rotation. And I, he's definitely got to start at the sh- starting rotation because Clevenger's, who knows what's going to happen to him, Copex off-season rehab isn't going well. So the first guy up is Davis Martin, AAA White Sox uh, starting pitcher. And he's another guy that you can draft really late, like around 40. And there's the, the kind of players that are being drafted in a 15-team, you know, draft and hold in, in round 40. You know, you look at it and it's, you know, some of these players, like what, like I saw somebody drafted John Means and, like he had Tommy John surgery the last year. Even if he comes back next year, it's going to be like August. So you know it, the pickings are 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 pretty bleak at that point in the draft. So take a. I, I think it's a great idea to take a shot on Davis Martin because I think he's going to make starts. It's a long season. He did it last year. He he played well. It's round forty, and it's it's worth a it's worth a shot. So uh, the next 
player I want to talk about is also a pitcher who is kind of the same deal um, as uh, Davis Martin. This is Clark Schmidt. He's a, a starting pitcher for the New York Yankees. And Clark Schmidt is a lot better well-known than Davis Martin. You know, he plays for the Yankees. Uh, he's got some pedigree behind him. Um, so, you know, you can't get him in the round 40, but, you know, maybe round 30-ish. Uh, he should be a target because looking at it, his ADP last I look was 496. Um, so that's going to change, I think, with when, you know, with the Frankie Montas news that that's been out for a while. But uh, so he's going to be going up for that Frankie Montas spot. Montas, the team has already announced he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. And um, so, you know, this, you know, leads to a competition between. Domingo Armand and Clark Schmidt. And uh, I think that's basically the two leading contenders right there. So I think, I mean, with all due respect to Domingo Armand, he's not, you know, lights out uh, starting pitcher. I mean, he's a good starting pitcher, but so is Clark Schmidt. And in spot starts last year in 2022, uh, Schmidt, Clark Schmidt got five wins. He pitched to a 3.12 ERA which I think is really good for a, a, a player that's pitching at AAA and then just all of a sudden thrust in the major league, major leagues. Like, all right, Clark, change up, change up your routine. Here you go. Now here's some big league hitters. So he performed well. And I looked at all his uh, metrics too. Uh, and it was really encouraging. In the, my favorite thing about Clark Schmidt is like, he got better as the second half of the season, you know, went on. All his metrics ticked up, like uh, his swinging strike rate went up, his K rate went up, and in the second half, his X ERA and X WHIP looked great, like frosted flakes, great. Uh, so he got better, and I think we can safely say uh, Carlos Redon, uh, uh, Luis uh, Severino. Uh, those guys are going to miss starts from injuries more than likely. I mean, I don't know any rotation in the major leagues. That's not going to players aren't going to miss starts because um, that's just the nature of the beast. But so and Domingo Armand too, he can also miss starts. So I think Clark Schmidt is a great, great pick in the 30 round range. Go ahead and grab him before some Yankee fan in your, in your draft room does because he is 100% going to be the pitcher that the Yankees call up from AAA to make starts. He's a great flyer. He's got the stuff and, and the metrics back it up. Oh, plus the Yankees won a ton of games. So that's always nice. Um, I really like Clark Schmidt as a sleeper pitcher later on in drafts. And the last player I want to talk about last, but not least. Now this guy's way off the radar. His name is Colton Kowser. Uh, he's a, a, a outfielder for the um, uh, Baltimore Orioles. And so I think he plays center, but he can play obviously anywhere in the outfield. But I'm going off the beaten path here with him. Again, his name is Colton Kowser. He's a prospect. Now, he was just drafted in 2021, but he was a college hitter, right? And, and he, he was uh, actually rated the top hitter in college baseball in 2021, he went to Sam Houston state and the Baltimore Orioles drafted him fifth overall in that draft. So 
Well, what did he do last year? 2022, I, I, he raked is what he did. And as a result of, uh, of playing well, uh, he flew up the Orioles ranks, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> with a uh, 278, 406, 469 slash over three levels in the minor leagues. He, uh, he, 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 he hit so well and played so well. They called him up through uh, A plus, AA, and then left him at Triple uh, A, which is where he ended the season at Triple A. And through his ascendancy through all the minor leagues, he had a 982 OPS in 94 walks. I mean, that is a clear indication that he has an advanced approach when it comes to the strike zone, no matter who he's facing or what pitcher it is. So, I mean, he was wildly successful, and that's why, you know, the Orioles uh, promoted him to give – they're like, we need, to, we need to challenge this guy to get better because he's just killing all these, these fools down in, down, in, down in the minor leagues. But I think he's kind of flying under the radar because the, the Baltimore Orioles, you know, they've got Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez, you know, all these um, – you know, all these uh, studs coming up, Ali Rutschman, you know, just all these great hitters. So he's kind of flying under the radar, uh, whereas he, you know, in, in a different organization, you know, everybody might be goo goo gaga over him. But but uh, there's only so much spotlight you can have in, in Baltimore. And, uh, you know, Gunner and Adley and Grayson get a lot of spotlight. But remember, too, like this isn't your, your grandpa's Baltimore O's organization. This front office came from Houston. The GM is a guy named um, uh, Michael, Michael Elias. And what what he did in Houston, he was, uh, among other things, I mean, he was promoted up. He was also head of the scouting department. So if he and the the folks, <laughs> excuse me, in Baltimore think that this, you know, Colton Kowser is, is ready and good enough to go through the minor leagues and end the season at triple A, then they probably know what they're doing. So even though the Baltimore outfield is set with Hayes, Mullins, and Santander, I still love Colton Kowser as you can literally draft him with your last pick in a 50 round and uh, uh, draft and hold. Um, he's way, way, way off radars, but um, you know, he's proven, I, I think he's just knocking down the door and they're just going to have to make some space for him, regardless of if there's an injury to Hayes, Mullins, or Santander because that's just how effective he's been with a 942 OPS and a uh, that many walks. His plate approach is, is really advanced, so he may just kick down the door. And if he does, he's going to hit for average. Uh, he's also got power, and he's uh, just an exciting, uh, exciting young player that's kind of off the radar. So Colton Kowser uh, for the Baltimore Orioles is the uh, outfielder that I like. Clark Schmidt. For the Yankees, Davis Martin for the uh, Chicago White Sox, and my boy Ryan Noda, the first base slash outfield uh, Rule 5 pick for the Oakland Athletics. Those are the players that are flying under the radar that I think can really make a difference to a fantasy baseball team uh, during the year. So, again, I want to say thank you all for listening Thank you, Sports Ethos, and thank you, Joe. Uh, I love talking fantasy baseball. I love talking NFBC drafts, and 
I'm going to be doing it um, hopefully once a week for the whole off season. And I will talk to you all soon. Thank you.